We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's going to give me a countdown. So so it's crazy to think about it now, but what, what, when we worked, when I worked at GE, like they would do their flu shots as part of like a mass inoculation drill. Like it was a practice with the department of health in case they had to vaccinate like everyone in their families, um, for a pandemic. (laughs) And that was like back in like 2012, 2013. And, you know, it was nice. You, you, they had it set up on a Saturday. You like pull in, you drive through, you sign the form, you stick your arm out your car window, they stick you in, and then they give you some gift cards and say, go on your way. Um, but like, you know, back then it was like <laughs> mass inoculation drill. Like, who's going to need that? And it's like, oh, oh, how yeah. naive you were, 23, 24 year old Matt. <laughs> uh-huh. You know. Wow. Had I known that in six years, the entire, you know, social order would be upended for a good 15 month period. Yeah, really. Fucking nuts, uh, man. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, that's just me. Vaxing. Va- or vaxing. Vaxing poetic. Yes. Uh, <laughs> vaxing poetic. I like that. The reason, reason we're talking about this is because I have COVID. Uh, right. Yeah. I, I guess I still have. You are right, recovering so. from COVID. Yeah. I'm. I'm recovering. Yeah. Uh, I'm past the the t- bad stages of COVID. So in recovery, still testing positive, hoping to be out of it ASAP. But I'm relying on you guys to carry us tonight because my energy is low. Yeah. But people well, have missed us, so that's why we had to come back. We'll 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 we'll, we'll carry our weight, right? So. The, the biggest thing, right? Like, so you said you, you may or may not have a fever still. So what the, what the CDC says, if you're vaxxed and it's been five days since onset of symptoms and you don't have a fever, you may still test positive, but you can, you can be out in the world with a mask. You should no longer be super contagious. So hopefully, hopefully you're going to get there soon. Now that's, that's like CDC guidance from six months ago. I haven't, that's kind of amazing how things just like, like Myself included, I am guilty of this to the extreme. Like, oh yeah, COVID's a thing. Like, COVID's still out there. Like, like Ethan and I. That's just a segue. We were at a ball game on uh, on Saturday night, and I will call out. There was a. I was sitting next to a, a douchebag. Not not Ethan, uh, but I was sitting next, <laughs> next to a douchebag. They already know like, that I'm a douchebag. A, a different one, a new one. 
I mean, you know, you're you're a selective douchebag, and I love you for it. So, right, you know, right. um, like be a douchebag all you want to billionaires, it's fine. Um, <laughs> but this guy was like firmly like I'm gonna put my knees out as wide as I can, and then he was also like a armrest Nazi. So just like yeah, and these seats are fucking arm, narrow, you know. Yeah, but forearm on the armrest, elbow into my seat, and I just like like I told Ethan halfway through the game, my just decided well. I'm not skinny, so we're just going to touch all night. So, I, you want to be like that? Fine. Get get to know my love handles and side ribs because I'm not moving. Um, I fucking hate people like that. It's just like the the height of of selfishness and like obliviousness and just like self centeredness. No, well, he wasn't oblivious. He knew what he was doing because anytime we had to stand up and then sit back down because of people walking by, he was always the first down. Like it was like oh. a race. He knew what he was doing. He had to replant, like, fuck that guy on a long, a long haul air flight. Like, I just, yeah, I would, I would like find the gassiest thing I could and just like, (laughs) like, just lean over and just, just, you know, annihilate him, uh, retaliate. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, How, how was the game? Tell us uh, where were you? Who won? What was the highlight? Well, I, I know everything. Right, but. of course. Matt uh, Matt was uh, on the lookout for tickets, and he found a great deal on fucking front row seats at Camden Yards. And uh, so we, we snatched those things up, and we sat in the front row for the... For me, it was the first time in, in a very long time. I think I only did it once ever when I was like a kid out in Colorado. Um, but it was awesome, as you can imagine. Super fun. First base side... Um, a little bit past the dugout, a little past first base, <clears throat> but great seats, great view. Um, I did not get any food this time. Uh, I was too traumatized after last time, so so I, I can't report on whether the French fries have uh, been improved or not. Uh, I was I couldn't I couldn't do it. But um, great game. It was chilly, but but as long did, as you did, were... we already tell people that you returned to Camden Yards. Did did we already talk about that? Well, I mean, I just mentioned it right now. What do you mean? Well, well, you didn't. You didn't actually say can can can. You didn't actually say it. Didn't it's, I? Did I not? I thought I just said it. I don't know. I don't, that's why I'm oh, asking. I yeah, we were. Oh, we were at Camden Yards in Baltimore. Yeah, maybe maybe I didn't say that. Um. So yeah, Yankees and Orioles. <clears throat> and so yeah, my first time back since since the uh, incident last year. Uh, with with the was it last year, Matt? Yeah the the French fries that needed some Viagra. Yeah. Oh my God. They needed more than that. I mean, they needed like the, a whole world's dosage, you know, they didn't need like a single person's dosage. Uh, and also a fucking, like, I don't know, a microwave. I would have, <laughs> e- even though they would have been like soggy and I hate that. Like if they were warm, I mean, God damn, at least like one thing would have been salvageable. There was nothing salvageable about those fucking fries. Anyways, this game was great. Uh, we got to see a Yankees win and we got to see, Giancarlo Stanton hit a line drive homer 116 miles an hour that uh, you saw it get hit and you blinked and then it was in the bleachers pretty much. Um, and, and not only that, it was it was it was well over their extended left field. So to me, it was a nice a nice big middle finger to the Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> so yeah, and, uh, it was it was I thought it was a great game. Matt, would you would you think? So, so my one complaint is we were one section beyond like the club sections with the padded seats and what that did, the seats were fine. Like my butt was fine. Um, but the club section was two rows extended further toward the field. 
So while we were in the front row, when Ethan was looking at home plate, if anyone in the first two rows of the section to our left got like a beer or anything like that, it was blocking Ethan's view. That was my one complaint. That was the one downside. That's true. Yeah, that was just not a good sight line for home plate action, but a really cool game. Um, Really, really poor heckling. Uh, I'd say there was better heckling of the hecklers than there was actual heckling. Like the Baltimore Orioles fans, I mean, not granted, this is the first time they've had an exciting baseball team in a long time. So maybe they're not used to it. Uh, Maybe they're used to like Lamar Jackson, you know, and I don't know. OBJ now. And oh, is that right? What else is, yeah, he got signed for eighteen million. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that. Okay. Um, but there was a Yankees fan that every time this really loudmouth, obnoxious Baltimore fan would like criticize the umpire, like come on, hope that was inside. The Yankees fan would like yell out, "Yeah, we can totally see the strike zone better than you." Yeah, that's always been one of my biggest pet peeves. Maybe I don't know if I talked about this on the pod. I know I've told you guys, but like. It still blows me away every time when you're on like the fucking first base. I mean, it doesn't matter where you are in the ballpark, right? Honestly, even if you're right behind home plate, you can't. Uh, a regular old fan isn't going to be able to tell. Like these pitches are going so fucking fast. No regular fan is going to be able to tell. But it's even more ridiculous when you have people on the fucking like first base, third base sidelines who are getting mad about strikes and balls. Yeah, you can see the height. Okay, that's fine. But, uh, where it is on the plate, you have no fucking clue. And that's kind of an important aspect of this. And so when you get people complaining, I'm just like, how, like, how fucking dumb are you? Like, what? That, that pitch could be two feet outside. You have no fucking clue from this angle. You literally don't. Ugh, insane. But, I mean, you know, aside from that, like, the, the heckling was, was weak. Um, yeah. Seats were good. Uh, action was pretty good. We saw Johnny Brito. Mm-hmm. Have a second ever major league start, and aside from the first inning where um, he got into some trouble, but can't really blame him too much. Like uh, one of like the the main action kind of run scoring hit or, or action causing hit actually was a bouncer that hit him in the thigh and deflected. Like it was just a weird play that if he wasn't there, you know, the shortstop probably would have scooped it up and, and taken care of the play pretty easily. Um, but. I mean, aside from that, it was a pretty good, you know, we saw Volpe hit a triple. We saw Giancarlo hit his line drive laser of a home run. How far did that go? Like 483? 483, yeah. And it was, I mean, it was one of those, obviously this isn't the case, but it seemed like it was still going up as it hit the bleachers. Like it was just a, it was a holy shit. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, and the replay was hilarious. I mean, it was one of those ones, and and G always just he he kills these when he connects. It was one of those meatballs, like yeah, like ninety three middle middle. It yeah, was, like the pitcher just fucked up. Yeah, the pitcher yeah. just fucked up bad, and G just you like watch the replays, and he has just like such an amazing swing when you watch that, and and oh god, it's just just incredible to see, and and really cool in person. And I, one I wanted to add one thing to the Volpe thing. So yeah, we saw Volpe hit a triple, his first career extra base hit. Now. I don't want to get too carried away. We don't know what he's going to end up being, but it could be that he becomes a star and that could be a pretty big deal. And it could be something as memorable as like when me and Kyle saw Mike Trout in 2012 in his, in his rookie year, go three for five with a double and I don't know, a couple runs scored, whatever. You know, we got to see Trouty during one of the greatest rookie years of all time. It'd be cool if Volpe ends up really becoming the star that we're hoping. And we, you know, we got to see his first career extra base hit. So We'll see. Yeah, and he was what, five feet away from a home run. Uh, he yeah. hit the hit the panel, you know, and right field in Camden Yards is the big out of town scoreboard. 
and he hit the the very edge of the panel before the score the the wall drops down to normal height. So six feet to the left, and it would have been a home run. So yep. uh, he he was hustling right out of the box though. So the yep. it was not a close play at third, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say, Ethan did get good French fries. It just wasn't at the stadium. We met at a brewery before. Mm-hmm. And they had quality French fries there, and Ethan had a very excellent burger. Oh, I will say, it was fucking delicious. Called yep. the Oklahoma Burger. Ethan Oklahoma was like, oh, "I was looking up before they they smashed the onions right into the burger patty," and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's good. Good choice. Yeah. Good choice." I'm really into that. Yeah, yeah. For uh, anybody in the Baltimore area or whoever goes there, this place is called Wet City, and uh, solid beer and the food was delicious. Matt, you really liked your chicken sandwich too, right? Oh, excellent. Perfectly yeah. cooked. Oh, hi, Toddy. Hey, Toddy. Um, yeah, and great fries. Really good fries at this Really place. good fries. Good combination of crispy and uh, flavor. Mm. Yep, exactly. Yeah, so that was that was great. So and then uh, garage beers? Yeah, of course. We oh, and we did garage beers. Yep, my, my uh, the only tradition that, I like. Can Yeah, we, we can do that in Colorado, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You think That's I'm not going to have beer? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I didn't know what the setup was going to be. And I just, I just got like my hopes really high. And then I was like, shit, what if we can't do it? Oh, we'll figure out a way to make it happen. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I already planned on bringing a sandwich into the game. We can bring sandwiches into the game. So cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely and, do that. Uh, Coors has a brewery inside it, but we will do some sort of garage beer or parking yeah. lot beer or something. Yeah. So that was like uh, what well, city field, right? Where they had the brewery. Yeah. It's closed now, right? You said. Yep, it's gone. Wow. I, I liked that. It was. I mean, it was jammed. Yeah. We probably didn't need to go, but and I know Ethan was tired and cranky. I had drank already enough that day, right? When is Ethan oh. not tired and cranky? I mean, you know, I'm not as tired and cranky these days because of pills. You know, back then, back then that was pre pills. You know, so that was a hundred percent of the time tired and cranky. Now it's like ninety seven. So that's pretty. You know. <laughs> A three percent improvement is is really pretty spectacular when you think about it. Well, I will to give Ethan credit. He he was a good sport and sat through while Colin and I drunkenly downed a couple more beers at the at the uh, McKellar inside but City then Field. He got he got Papa John's out of it afterward. Oh, is that right? <laughs> I, I they don't remember that. Remember, I vaguely remember this. Drunk Matt ordered way too much Papa John's. I think, okay, yeah, <laughs> I am. Delicious. I can't. I am picturing this in the hotel yeah. room, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. You know what? Yeah. I'll go around with. Um, I'll I'll go uh, uh go along with uh, most things probably if if free pizza is promised to me afterwards. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's pretty good. That was a good trip though. Ethan and I did bring that up right because I had to re- I reminded him like, hey, remember that was Stephen Colbert sang the national anthem. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Like they had the snipers up on the. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, I forgot about that too. Fucking nuts. Oh yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah, Stephen Colbert. <laughs> wow. Cause none of us knew beforehand, right? It was like No, no, it was like we looked up at the board like, oh that that's Colbert. Yeah. Some other guy. Mm-hmm. I just remember looking and like I'm like, why are there snipers coming out? <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> we were probably already a little drunk at that point and Because we had gone to Rudy's uh, for that game, right? No, that was Jeter's. Wow. Oh, that was Jeter's game we went to reach. Okay. Well, by the way, so I was in New York City. Uh, three or four weeks ago. weeks ago. Three or four weeks ago. Yeah. And went to a, uh, my my lovely girlfriend recommend, she found a good 
a, a good, you know, sweet spot, golden area restaurant, right? Delicious ethnic food that has both vegan and non-vegan options. And that was not only was it ethnic food, it was ethnic fusion foods. It was called Taco Mahal. Ah, so it was, fun. yeah. So I got like this, this like lentil and rice bowl with like chicken tikka masala or something like that in there. And she got mm-hmm. some three different uh, vegan Indian food tacos. Um, and we both had Indian beers and like um, curry fries. And oh, very good. Very good little home wall place. Indian beers. Yep. I didn't even know that was a thing. Is it just like Pilsners, like their version of Pilsners? Yeah, just lagers, Pilsners. They were skunked. I mean, they were they were pretty far. They travel a long way to get out here, but it was good. Okay. Um, yeah, but cool. as we were walking up, I was like, I think I, I know where we are. I think, I think that's the dive bar that we went. I think it's a famous dive bar because there was a bunch of guys taking a picture out in front of it, and I started looking it up. And up, yep, we walked by Rudy's. Uh, oh, but no. I started. Like I, you know, I, I, I told the story. Hey, cheap beers. Like you, you shouldn't to this day still be able to get a pitcher of beer in New York City for fourteen dollars, and free hot dogs. Like there's something wrong with that. And so I started looking up what Rudy's Amber and Rudy's Locker are, and they won't say who brews it. Oh, which is crazy, and it's kind of weird and kind of scary. So there's all these theories out there about like, oh, they just buy bad batches of beer from other places or like yeah. it's just they mix all of their like Budweiser and Miller kegs together <laughs> you know <laughs> I don't know what the actual story is but it didn't make me feel great um and it took me back to that day where I just had the worst headache we didn't even yeah. I think we had three pitchers over a three-hour period like yeah we drank like a lot days. but we had we were there a while yeah but I just yeah. remember sitting in that game and being miserable well it could have been yeah, we were- dehydration right no, because we bought water when I got in the stadium. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because oh, I got that. The only water you had. Did you have water before that? I'm, I'm assuming we did. This was like this was just terrible. Uh, anyway. All I know is but, that I would drink if I'm remembering correctly. I liked that Rudy's beer better than fucking Bud Light. Like I would drink it over Bud Light any day. Well, we got the lager, we got the amber, and then we got a. I remember I got a Sam Adams Oktoberfest pitcher because I wanted something that was real beer. I do remember that now. Yeah. And and just for the listeners out there, right? This is the place that has like the U-shaped, like old style diner tables that are like made out of that vinyl leather, you know, except except like the U-shaped booth, like if it was red vinyl that the booth cushions were made out of, it was covered with like red duct tape to like fix it. Do you guys remember that? Like the cushions were pretty much just all duct tape. Oh, okay. I don't remember. Um, that's, that's I still vividly remember like okay like this is where we're gonna be but the beer's cheap so we're good mm-hmm. yeah yeah that was a fun time that was okay Yankees Mets City Field 2018 Degrom Degrom Tanaka right mm-hmm. yep. that's right we were talking about that okay yeah G also hit a home run that day did yep. he oh I don't remember that okay I think Gardy did too oh geez it was like it barely snuck over the left field corner okay. Oh right, yeah, because they had just that they had just changed the field, right? Yeah, or something like that that year. It was like an excuse me home run. I think yeah. uh, was it McNeil hit a home run too. Yeah, for the Mets. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. Tanaka pulled both his hammies tagging on a fly ball. <laughs> Thank God we don't have to see that shit again. Oh my God, yeah. God, who was anyway. it? Uh, Ching Ming Wong. 
Broke his foot. Got injured too, right? Rounding the third base in Arizona. How do you break your foot rounding third base? What happened? Yeah, do you, I don't remember. Just hit, hit the corner. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. That's like anything else. If you haven't built up a callus for it or a muscle for it, like, yeah. And, and you hit it real hard. Right. Okay. Gonna, yeah. Fuck you up. Yeah, I guess. But, all right. Fair enough. Um, can I say that I want to say two things about baseball? I have next week. I want to get deep on some stuff about the Yankees. Um, but while I have some energy, I want to first say that I will never on this podcast ever be cool about talking about the Tampa Bay Rays. Never. <laughs> <laughs> um, never. Um, you're like you're like Joe and and Mike about the Yankees. That's your version. <laughs> okay. 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 Really quick. They're good, but look at who they've played. Yeah. Okay. They've played the Nationals. They're playing the Red Sox right now. Who else did they beat? Tigers, I think, was one. Tigers and some other bottom dweller. Oakland. Oakland. They might be right. It was Oakland. So, like, they're playing. You know, the East Syracuse Manoa JV Athletics. Like, I mean, right? You know, I think. I think. Yeah. Of course they won. Of course they have the biggest run differential in the league right now. Like, yeah, they're playing absolute garbage teams, yeah. Now now the, the, the one scary thing is they're hitting a boatload of fucking home runs, but Well and Wander Franco is healthy this year. Yeah. And you guys I think people forget because last year I think what did he like miss all of last year? He missed a good chunk. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I think people forget that like before that like twenty two. Yeah, he's super, super young. And before that when he came up he played like most of a season, I think, in 2021 or whatever. And he was fucking amazing as a 20 year old. And also he was like the hottest shit prospect going for like quite a while. And and the expectations for him were sky high. And now he's back and now he's healthy. So it's like, that's also not that surprising that we're seeing this like young budding superstar do his thing. And, and you can imagine that that would also have an effect, you know. And actually, that's one thing. I mean, obviously, we hate the Rays, uh, not to not to Collins' uh, uh, <clears throat> level, but it will be fun. I think just from a baseball standpoint to see to see what Franco does um, this year. You know. Oh, sorry, Colin. I'm drinking a beer called Hazy Rays. I'm sorry. <laughs> that is totally coincidental. <laughs> the craziest thing about their start, they did win again today because the Red Sox are terrible. Yeah, they suck too. Yeah. Um, so the Rays have 12 wins. The Yankees have eight. So, you know, I mean, yeah, four-game difference this early in the season is, is I guess, a big deal in some ways. But I'm like, Meh. it's not like they're buried. Yeah, the, the crazy thing is, so Michael Kay said this after the game today, this is only like, what, the fourth or fifth time ever that the Yankees oh, yeah. have won their first four series to start a year. Oh, yeah. wow. That's not so they're they're off to a great start. They're I mean they're they're at a six sixty seven winning percentage right now, but they're four games behind because no one can muster up you know the cojones to beat the Rays. Yeah, but let's yeah. also just like everybody listen. I get it because it's the beginning of baseball season and us three are like this too. Everybody's all super excited. It's the beginning of the season. Blah 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 blah. Everything is great. There's 150 more games. Okay, Ethan, we're, we are no. There's there's 148. We are 10 percent of the way. Aren't the Rays twelve and zero? Aren't the Rays twelve and zero? Yeah, yeah. So oh, one hundred and fifty more I did my games math, for them. I did my math wrong. Shit. Well, one hundred and fifty more games. Yeah, 
the fucking dumbass musician is the one who did the math right. Thank you very much. I don't know what are the Yankees. I don't know how many games they played, but I know the Rays have played twelve. There's a hundred. Yeah, the more Yankees have played four. Okay. For some reason, I think I thought we played four four game series instead of four oh. or three game series. <laughs> Anyways, point being, regardless of of where we're in that in that vicinity. We know this this thing is a fucking marathon, and we know that the Yankees, up until about the All Star break last year, were on like a historic pace, and and you know, and that that fell apart big time. Like it's just they the, still won ninety nine games, still won ninety nine games. That's because they were that fucking good in the first half. But like it's just such a long season, and so when people get like so into it at this point, it's April twelfth. <laughs> like like so yeah. much can change, and it's cool. Like it's exciting to see a team start twelve and zero because it's so rare. It's cool to see the Yankees win their first four series because apparently that only happens like very rarely, but so early. Kyle? Well, and, and the reason I brought up the Rays is because uh, I do have a li- it's a little bit of a teaser for next week uh, to not talk about the Rays again, but to talk about uh, finally, uh, Ethan, I, I would like to talk about relegation and I would mm. also like to talk about tanking. Yeah. Uh, and because I have a few thoughts that are kind of related to all of that but oh yeah uh, my my other baseball thought um that I, I just wanted to get out quickly i know they lost to the mets today i think they actually lost two out of three uh to the mets but i watched them on sunday night against atlanta and i am all in on the san diego padres being the best team in the national league yeah like, you are. they are they are good yeah I mean, if those if those guys can all play up to their ability, I mean, fuck, what's the what's the top four? Bogarts, uh, Bogarts, Soto, Machado, and then Tatis when he comes back. Comes back, yeah. Right. If they all play up to like ninety five percent of their ability or whatever, I mean, that's that on its own is fucking disgusting. They they had Machado mic'd up uh, for the like on the third inning of the Sunday night games. They always have somebody mic'd, and uh, first week it was Trey Turner. Uh, last week it was Manny. And they were, you know, talking about like Manny playing third and in Bogarts, and he was like, he's like, we got like four shortstops out on the field right now, yeah, <laughs> you know, and everything. And I'm like, yeah, you guys are fucking athletic and good, and and they have some pitching. Like, I, it, I think it's a, you know East Coast bias thing. Like, I usually don't watch them, and uh, you know, I don't pay much attention to them. But I know they got to the NLCS last year. I'd, I'd yeah. be all in on them getting to the world series this year. Yeah. I think it just depends on the pitching, right? Like if Snell and Darvish can, can really pitch as like a true one and two, then, then that goes a long way to, to making, to making that happen. I think. Right. Yeah. And and who else? So they got like Joe Musgrove or whatever. Who's pretty good. Is he still on their team? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I think he's, I think he's good too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if I wasn't already planning, on going somewhere Memorial day weekend. I'd be going to New York City to watch them, but I guess. Well, that's why we got to see if they're going to come to Baltimore or D.C. I mean, I'm sure they're coming to Baltimore or D.C. at some point. So we got to see. It's a balanced schedule. They're going everywhere. Right, exactly. So we got to see when they're coming, and and maybe we can can swing it. But But it'd be be cool to see them play in, in New York. That would be cool. Yeah. And actually, while we're talking baseball, too, one other thing I wanted to add, um, reflection on the game that me and Matt went to on Saturday. Uh, obviously our first game in person with the with the new rule changes and uh i know we both liked it i i loved it i thought it was great matt i don't know if you liked it as much as me but i mean i think you you were i enjoyed it yeah yeah, perfectly happy with it right there's not quite as much leisure time right so like when you're in person part of the fun of like an in-person baseball game is you know it's so leisurely and you have your beer and your nachos and you hang out and you chat with your friends and everything and there's not as much of that but like 
there's still 15, 20 seconds between every pitch. Like it's still a very leisurely paced game compared to lots of other sports. And it fucking, it moves. I mean, it was under, under three hours. And it's not one of these like fucking slog fests where you're, where you're spending four hours at the ballpark. And then both of us, I mean, in this case, and this goes for a lot of fans too, right? A lot of fans have to drive to go to a game with, you know, they, they're, they're driving 45 minutes or an hour or more or whatever. And then if you're talking about a three and a half, four hour game in between that, it's just, it's such a massive time investment and it's difficult for a lot of people to do. Right. So yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was a great, great in person. We, great on we, TV. we booked it out of there at, 9:45. Yep. As we were, we were walking, we were back to the parking garage by 9:55. Yep. And I was heading on 95 North by 10 o'clock. Yeah. Amazing. Yep. Fucking love um, these. And love on the, the flip changes. side, on the flip side of all that, well, I don't know if it's that's the right term to use, but like, so for you guys know, I've been a Lakers fan forever, and one of the best parts about basketball is like, you know, it's a two, two and a half hour commitment, like. Even if the Lakers, who most of the time start at 10, 1030 Eastern time, then it's like, okay, I know like by midnight-ish, I'm gonna be in bed. Game's gonna be over. And I don't I don't stay up as often, you know, now these days, but you know, back in the day. But like now I could like realistically say, like, okay, Otani's pitching a big game against, you know, somebody out in, in Anaheim and be like, all right, I'll sacrifice this one night because I know that the game's going to be over between 12 and 1230 versus like, maybe it'll be over by two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Who knows? Exactly. You know, prior to this year. hundred <laughs> mm-hmm. percent. Yep. So. Yeah. yeah it, and, and I don't know if this was intent, but it almost felt like there was enough time to, to have a good conversation between t- pitches, but not enough time to get your phone out, mm-hmm. which was great. Yeah. Was yeah. Great. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I, like I, I didn't want to look at my phone because I felt like I was going to miss what was going on, which is perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, I want, really if you're there, you want to be there. Yeah, I really think they found a sweet spot uh, with the with the clocks and everything. I I think it's great. Now one one negative. Uh, I remember first inning, Ethan ran up to the bathroom when he got back. They already were starting the second inning. You know, oh, oh, not not a lot of time for the bathroom. Yeah, that's true. But that was I went fast. It. I fucking yeah. I sprinted. I took a quick piss and ran ran right back. But, uh, but you know what, that's still a good thing. Like the in-between innings is, it feels shorter. I mean, they're putting a clock up on in the stadium, like two minutes and 10 seconds or something in between innings. Um, and so, I mean, shit, I feel like that's better for, again, that's better for the people there in person and on TV. If the commercial breaks are shorter, I don't know if they officially are or not, but it, but it felt that way. I don't remember there being a two minute clock. They're not actually shorter. Um, you okay. know. Uh, come on, MLB wouldn't allow it. Wouldn't tell its corp- corporate overlords that they're going to shorten their commercials. Yeah, that's true. You I know, guess I too. I think like a few years ago they actually did shorten the time between innings. If if I'm remembering correctly, okay. it makes no sense, obviously, because Matt, I would 100 percent agree with what you just said. But I'm almost positive in an attempt to speed up the game, that was one area where they were like, okay, one less commercial. Or something like that. Well, so now can you see this happening? Like, oh, if at the end of the year they go, oh, hey, the average baseball game is now two hours and forty minutes. Let's make it a, a, a flat three and increase commercials. Do you think they'd oh. do that? Oh, I could see it happening. Now that you say it, I'm terrified it is going to happen. Uh, fuck you, Rob. Well, if it's in between innings, though, that's that's not the worst thing in the world. But <clears throat> I think I think there's so much enthusiasm and support and and goodwill right now yeah. for 
the the time like this this is it this is like what you know our our parents yeah exactly this is what they watched you know and and so i think there's like something to be said about and it's okay like let's be real this is not like they just threw a dart and hoped it stuck like they've been testing this in the minor Mm -hmm. leagues and everything so they knew when they were ready to roll this out because they were like we can't fuck this up because if we fuck it up we're never going to be able to do it like nobody's going to take it seriously so they got it right and i i saw i saw a headline about this and i I don't know how you guys feel about it but somebody was like you know maybe we should start giving some due to uh the commissioner here uh, for some of the Mm. some of the moves he's no no i was gonna say manfred might have actually gotten something right yeah but you know what (laughs) I don't know. I how much how much do we think Manfred actually did other than just like okaying all of this? Hey, if we're gonna blame him for everything that happens, you gotta give him credit for one thing. Good things happen that are good. I will give him credit for for okaying this. Sure, he did bring in Theo. <laughs> he did. He did bring in Theo, and and I think okay, I'll give him. I'll give him credit. Theo's been a big in, driver for the, for these right. changes. Yeah, exactly. I know that. So yeah, okay. Manfred gets credit for bringing in Theo and for being willing to make the changes that I assume Theo has been, because we know the bases were, were a big Theo thing. I'm assuming a lot of this is, is big Theo stuff. And uh, so, so yeah, we can give, we can give a tiny bit of props to Manfred for that. Okay. That's all I'm willing to do. Tiny. All right. Now let's go for uh, robot umps. Yes. Yeah. I was literally it's, just thinking that. <laughs> Let's go. It's, I'm ready. I feel bad because that's like so many jobs that are going to disappear. And like there is something cool. Well, I mean, I no, 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 no. They were going to keep the umps the are still in the ump, field. They? Yeah, yeah, they everyone's going to stay on the field. Everybody, like every single ump. Mm-hmm. They weren't going to touch anybody. You, you still need it. Say there's a play at the plate, right? Play the plays at the plate. So the robot was just for the strike zone. Yeah. So it would literally be like. A headset or something that he get like beep in one ear for a strike or beep beep in the other ear for a ball. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that should have happened yesterday then. Yeah. 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 But like, imagine if you could cut out, right? Like, yes, variability is part of the game. But like, what if you could cut out the, you know, the 45 at bats that judge gets taken away from every year because he gets two strikes called in him below his knees outside the zone. Yeah, exactly. Right. And you know, I'm not even faulting the umps for that. Right. Aaron is a freakishly large guy. Yeah, and that's a hard fucking. They're job. calling pitchers that are going to be a strike to ninety nine percent of other people in the league, but not to number ninety nine when he steps in the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, that was a good turn of phrase right there. Nice job. <laughs> Came up with that one right on the spot. <laughs> I am turning this off now. <laughs> Can't get any better, guys. It's done. Oh man, but no, yeah, that's that's a great point. That's a great point, and not only that, but it would also eliminate. Um, all of the arguing that, uh, from the managers, it would eliminate a bunch of ejections and all that's also a bunch of like wasted time too. You know, you can, you can just streamline so many things, uh, by, by doing that. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully that's coming now, sooner. Than the later. one, the one caveat with all of that is even when you think you have systems in order in place, as we saw in the Yankee yeah, game today, true. things can still get so royally fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, crazy, just crazy. That's they won. Fun. They won. That's true. They won in spite of everything. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember the last. I mean, I can't think of an example. I don't know if you guys can, but without going into all the details of everything because it was so weird, we know that essentially what happened is 
the umpires uh, ignored the rules. They just did not follow the rules. And and the way that they kind of made decisions, it, it benefited the Guardians uh, in a huge way. I cannot remember a time ever where where the umps just like blatantly just like didn't do what the rule was supposed to do. Do you guys remember? I mean, my memory is not as good. I don't know if you guys remember something. No, the only analog I could think of, um, was it the NFL game where there was something with a field goal, right? Where it hit the, it went, maybe it was a Browns game, a Phil Dawson field goal where the ball actually went through the uprights and like it bounced on the back post and then bounced out of the, the uprights and they called it no good, but they ended up reviewing it. something where a field goal shouldn't have been reviewed, but it was because they saw it on the, on the big screen, on the uh, big screen and, and they shouldn't have, but they did. And they got, and, and, you know, Michael K was good to say, Hey, right. Like the goal is to get the call right every time, but then why do you have a 15 second rule? If, yeah. if that's going to be the case, right. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so for the listeners out there, right. It, Game-changing play at the end of the first inning. It looks like the center fielder makes a spectacular catch to and then doubles off the runner at second. Not just any, not just any center fielder. Aaron Hicks, who had three very similar plays all in the first inning. Yeah. So it looks like he makes the catch. It really like it hits his glove first, but then it bounces off the ground and he like scoops it up. Bang bang play looks like he catches it. Doubles off the runner at second, inning over. Um and then, I'd say a minute later, um, as the fans are being rowdy, yeah. the progressive field video board attendant plays the replay on, on the board. And you see that it actually is not a catch. And they allow Tito to review, to review the call, to challenge the call at that point, and after which it's overturned. And... The Guardian score two yeah. runs in the first inning. So. And the rule, the rule is that you have 15 seconds to make your challenge after after the play, right? You've got 15 seconds, and not only that, but you have to hold your hand up so the umps know that you have people He's looking at the replay really quickly, and you're thinking about it. Tito did none of that, right? And Colin was actually watching in real time. I t- I only got it on um, after it already happened, and Booney was still just screaming at the umps, but. Um, <laughs> For like another five minutes, like he kept going and, and, and I had already turned it on like a couple minutes after Colin had already like updated us on everything going on. It was, it was, it was really quite something, but like, and, 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 and this is not to, to bash on Tito or anything like that. Right. Like by all accounts, he's a great guy. He's clearly a great manager. Like, you know, a manager is making a split second decision and it's a difficult job. He did not put up his hand. He did not do the challenging thing. He, he did not do it the way that the rules say you have to do it. And and then the umps went ahead and, and just granted the challenge anyways and overturned it. And it was just, I mean, just, well, and wow. it, it's meaningful to, to Boone because he was, I remember correctly, I think he was ejected once or twice last year for what failure to challenge within the right amount of time. Like he was trying to call for, I want to say it was toward the beginning of last year because everyone was talking about how tactically bad Boone was. Like one of the times, probably me myself in this chair was saying that he's not good enough to be the manager um, <laughs> because still, he, he, scre- still, he screwed gonna, up a challenge. I'm going to keep backing Booney. Yeah, I'm gonna keep backing him. Well, to to tie this back to what we were talking about with the umpires, the the one thing that Jack Flaherty <clears throat> said on the broadcast is like, what were the umpires talking about for like 
three to four minutes. They were huddled up yeah. <laughs> trying to come to a decision about whether or not they were going to review something that should have been unreviewable yeah. at that point, I think. And they were trying to figure out like, I don't know what, the, what their story was going to be. So like when they get questioned about it and you know, the union, the umpire union comes out with their response, which I don't know if it happened, but I mean, there was just so much dead time. It, it, it had to be a 10 minute delay. Yeah. So I, I, I finally got into the game and watched when Boone came out for the third time <laughs> yeah, to, he can't to argue out. Yeah. because they weren't going to get, well, they didn't give Schmidt warm up yeah. pitches. That was the other thing that was absurd. Yeah. Yeah. And that was after, that was like 10 minutes in, like you yeah. said, that was a long time after you were texting us like, wow, wow, wow. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So weird. Wow. I just like, wow. wow. I, yeah. I mean, just a crazy thing. Wow. Like, uh, uh, so weird. I mean, none of us can think like diehard lifelong baseball fans. None of us can think of anything analogous to it. Uh, just so weird. I mean, definitely memorable. We're, we're going to fucking remember it. The good news is yep. it's like I was saying before, it's April 12th. If this was uh, September 26th and we were in the thick of a pennant race, uh, you know, then uh, then it would be, um, I mean, just like, gosh, uh, uh, orders of magnitude worse, right? But um, it would be like when Toddy and I were in the hospital after we gave birth to Aria or after she gave birth to <laughs> Aria. <laughs> <laughs> there, yeah, I was gonna say the uh, our female on, fans are not gonna like that. Okay, yeah, <laughs> on on Sports Center, all they could talk about. So this is this is late January or late um, December. Good save there again, bud. <laughs> COVID brain, come yeah, on, COVID brain. Uh, true. All yeah, they could talk about race. was is Jalen hurt? Hurt? Is hurts? Is hurt? Hurt? Like that was the headline. They talked about it constantly. And then Franco Harris died the same day and they had something else to talk about. But it was like, that's, that's how it would be though. You know, like you said, Ethan, if it, if it happened in September, you know, toward the end of the season, then it'd be like, okay, now we can talk about it all the time. Whereas like nobody outside of Yankee people are probably going to be talking about this today. Yeah, exactly. Right. Oh, one other thing, uh, um, Franchi Cordero. I mean, we got to wait and see what keeps (laughs) happening, but okay. So, so, okay, so <clears throat> Franchi Cordero is this, like, random fucking journeyman who has not been that good. And, of course, as we've talked about, Yankees Black Magic. So we sign him, like, on opening day or, like, the day before opening day. And this is amazing. Today he hit a fucking bomb, and it was his fourth homer of the year. And last year, they were talking about this on the radio broadcast. I didn't get a chance to text you guys this, but um, <clears throat> last year with the Red Sox, Cordero hit nine home runs in 360-something at-bats. And this year he has four homers with the Yankees and 20 something at bats already. Just amazing. Just amazing. Now what I'm so excited for, well, here's the problem is Mike Schur is no longer on Twitter, but Kyle, I know you remember, I don't know if Matt remembers last year, Mike Schur on Twitter, he did a ranking of Yankees players and pretty much everybody is like a zero to like a one out of a hundred, right? A hundred being somebody he loves, zero being somebody he hates. Harrison Bader was like a negative 800 <laughs> because when Bader got uh, healthy again and joined the team, he was just playing amazing. He was playing out of his mind. And Mike, sure, that's like the thing he hates most in the world is when these r- random people join the Yankees and play out of their minds, right? And I just, God, I'm so desperate to see what Mike sure thinks about this. I'm, I'm hoping they talk about it on this week's podcast. Oh, they got definitely. it, right? They've got to. Because oh. Mike sure must just be going fucking insane. Not only because it's yeah. just another example, but also because he was a Red Sox last year. Like, what is Cordero's score right now in Mike Scher's book? Is he like a negative 2,000? Like, I just, I'm so desperate to know. It's amazing. Well, I just thought it was hilarious. I mean, 
he hit the cover off the ball in spring training, and the Orioles still let him walk. They were talking. Kenny was saying today that the Yankees and the O's both wanted them in the offseason, and he chose to go with the O's because he thought he'd have a better shot of making the opening day roster. And they cut him, and the Yankees are like, fuck, we'll take you. And look at what he's doing. Even even if even if he gets sent down in 10 games, like, this is still great. Right? This is still great. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Love it. No, I mean, I'll take this shit as long as it goes, right? It's the same as, like, with Carpenter last year. You know what I mean? However long, or like Shane Spencer back in, what was it, 98 when he hit all those homers in like a real short span? Any of these things, yep. right? Whenever we catch the Shelly lightning Duncan. in a bottle, Shelly Duncan, the lightning in a bottle, fucking enjoy it. Enjoy it as long as you can. And then when it goes away, okay, fine. But but it, it was it was great, you know, it was great while it lasted. So uh, Interesting note, he's the only player in baseball reference with the first name Franchi. That doesn't surprise me. Oh, and one thing, I know I already texted you guys this, but I just also, I feel like I need to say it on the pod. My my brother, if nobody else, will will get entertained by this. So John Sterling, the Yankees uh, radio play-by-play guy, is um, famous for coming up with silly calls for individual players for their for their home runs, right? And what he, like for Brett Gardner, he would say like Gardy goes Yardy, right? For G, he'll say like a Stantonian blast or whatever, right? He has all of these calls. And today, he, I heard him call the Franchi Homer. I was, I was driving. I had it on the radio. And I didn't tell you guys this part. But it, Matt, did you have the radio on or no? No, no. Okay. It was hilarious. So I told you guys what the call was. But it was even better because what he did was he chuckled to himself audibly. He like chuckled. You, hear, you heard him <laughs> chuckle to himself. He went, ha, ha. And then he said, you know what they say. So he went, ha, ha. You know what they say. You can bet the Ranchi on Franchi. And it was like, you could tell he was just relishing like the whole entire thing. And it was like, oh my God, this guy is cheesy as fuck. But you know what? He's in his eighties and he's having a good time. So good for him. And it cracked me up, but I just, the whole thing, it was just, it was just beautiful. Just beautiful. Love it. Yeah. Good stuff, boys. Kyle, how are you doing? Should we wrap it up? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm fading quick. You did good. You, you guys can, uh, Close it out. Okay, you did. You did real good. We're proud of you for for powering through with the COVID brain. So, hey, Ethan, what's in your mug? What's in yeah, your Dresden Files mug? Real quick, I was going to say real quick. So, Matt um, hooked me up with some beers uh, at the game on Saturday, and tonight I am drinking some other half, of course, uh, National Broccoli Day. Um, Matt, have you had? Yeah, and it's delicious. Uh, it's really, I like this one a lot. Really, really good. Yeah. Um, and I had a Jackie O's last night. I meant to tell you the um, endless echoes. I think endless, endless echoes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, what do you think? Be honest. It was good. I think I I didn't rate it yet. I think I'll give it a four. I liked it. Yeah. So, uh, so for the list, Jackie O's is really well known for their their imperial and Russian imperial stouts, and they do a bunch of like um, they they were one of the first breweries to do like a walnut stout. They do a lot of really deep, roasty beers. Um, and they were purists. They were style purists for the longest time, right? They only wanted to brew like, like the traditional styles because that's what they enjoyed drinking. They thought stuff like pastry stouts and hazy IPAs were kind of just fads. But they, they, they kind of begrudgingly four or five years ago, like ah, shit, like we gotta, we gotta start brewing some more of these adjunct stouts and some of these hazy because people, people like it. You know, people like it. And they haven't been all that great. They're not bad beers, but they're just not that great. And I'd say Endless Echoes is the first one that I was like, all right, I think they're starting to figure it out. Like, yeah, it's taken them a couple of years, but they're starting to figure out. Like, they got the stout stuff figured out. They they started doing, you know, cinnamon, vanilla, coconut, 
you know, special, special beers. They still won't do the crazy pastry stuff where they put like chocolate cake, Dunkaroos, you know, <laughs> caramel apple, uh, you know, I don't know, yeah, candy yeah. cigarette stouts. Uh, <laughs> like they won't do that, but yeah. they are trying to add more adjuncts because people enjoy that more, right? So like, um, yeah, people people wanted them to do a s'mores beer, and they said, "Ah, we're not going to do a s'mores beer, but we'll, we will do this beer with like this meadow foam honey that's supposed to be really marshmallowy." Yeah, um, and we'll add some smoked malt to it, so you get like a chocolatey smoked marshmallowy beer. It doesn't taste like s'mores, but it's our closest interpretation. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so this is you know I'm I'm a huge fan. I used to be a member of their club. You guys have seen me wear their hats before. I uh, I pulled back this year. I don't need more beer. I still probably have about four cases of the beer in my more than that. Probably six cases of their beer <laughs> in my in my cellar right now. Um, and but but it's 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 weird because like two nights ago I had their barrel aged Stickle Alt, which is like a an alt beer is like a German brown ale. Um, and like it was really good. It was a really good represent. But like I'm one of like four people I know that really like alt beers, um, <laughs> and as a result, no one brews them. So yeah. it's one of those like ah shit. I wish people could appreciate this, but oh well. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, this beer was solid. This was good. I, I, as far as the IPAs go, I don't think it was as good as like other half and monkish. Yeah, the other, yeah. The other IPAs that we drink, but yeah. No, no, they're 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 a solid B plus if they're on their game, right? You yeah. know. Yeah. Um, but. <clears throat> Shout out to anyone who can get down to Athens, Ohio, or now their new location in Columbus. Uh, Jackie O's is definitely a good place to stop. Um, and they like they own a farm, they own multiple sites, they own like a bakery and a brew pub and a public house and their brewery, and it's just a cool place. Really focused on the community in Athens, Ohio, and um, man, I miss those. I miss those guys. Yeah, Cleveland, Matt. Love it. Ohio Matt. Well, hey, no. Ohio so here's a, the, the the beautiful thing was when I moved from Cleveland to Kentucky, I was about the same distance away from Jackie O's. Oh. <laughs> um, it just was, you know, uh, instead of driving down Route 71, you know, the interstate, I was driving like the Appalachian Highway, which was scary sometimes. <laughs> uh, oh, man. All right. Sweet. Well, we did it. We should let Colin go so he can uh, go sleep and get this fucking COVID out of his system. Yeah, that's probably good. Yep. Yeah. Good stuff, boys. Yep. Do your Any shout outs. Do your, uh, uh, not for me. Mm. No, not that I can think of. Yeah. Kyle, well, do, you your sign off. You do your sign off. You're yeah, sick. So let let's you do let it. you, let's let you do your sign off without any protests. Yeah. Wow. It's, it doesn't even feel right to do without a protest. <laughs> like usually, I'm just trying to sneak it in. Like we are. Can can you hear it? Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Blue white this weekend. Don't forget it. <laughs>